Good morning, wonderfully made friends. Welcome to Diary of a Daughter. So I'm actually going to do something a little different. It's still a diary, but several, several, several years ago, um, I wanted to do something for the boys. I actually wanted to write, you know, letters to them in like a diary. And that sounds like a great idea and all, but sadly, this is another one of those moments where I get upset and frustrated with myself because sadly I have not kept up with it. I have not, I only did like a few letters to them. Um, so of course I've been very disappointed in myself that I didn't keep up, but I am trying to remind myself I'm only human and I did some and a few letters to them you know, it's something and it does mean something to them. I know that we've talked about it recently. Um, so I actually wanted to read a letter that I wrote in Braden's journal, and this is from March 18th, 2012. And it says, dear Braden, during the halftime show of your basketball game, mommy and Riley played tug of war and my competitive drive kicked in. I decided to wrap the rope around my hand to get a better grip. Now, some of you may already be cringing because you may already know how that was not a smart idea. I did not. So I decided to wrap the rope around my hand to get a better grip. Never do this. Once they started pulling that rope, it quickly tightened around mommy's hand and began to squeeze hard and tear my hand apart. If I would not have somehow wiggled my hand out of there, and if everyone would have kept pulling tightly, it would have destroyed my hand. It would have crushed it. It immediately began to turn black and bruised in some spots. I was bleeding and skin was peeling off. I was in a lot of pain and thought I was going to throw up or pass out, which actually is kind of funny. Um, The boys, it was just the boys have a habit of passing out. They have this vasal vagal. And I recently found out um, they may have actually gotten that from me. I just passed out recently. Um, So I'm surprised I didn't in this moment. Um, I wanted to pass out. I was shaking in a mess and started to panic. Mommy is okay now, but it still hurts. I tell you this because this morning when I was trying to pray, I could not focus I was just stressing over all that I had to get done today. Lately, I feel like my whole whole being is caught in that rope and I am being squeezed to the point of being crushed and destroyed as life is pulling on me from several directions and the pressure is too much. The workload of this teaching job, the pressure, the, the pressure is draining me and overwhelming me. And I feel like I have been a horrible mom because of it. My time with you boys is being limited and I don't know what to do. I can't keep up with the housework. And like I said, even I'm just feeling over too overwhelmed to pray. This is not good. So what do I need to do? I need to loosen my grip on the rope to save my life. Like I did with my hand. I need to get untangled. This is not something I can do on my own strength. I have to call on the one who is all-powerful, Jesus. I have to give him control of the rope of my life and allow him to guide and direct me 
so I am not being pulled and ripped in a thousand different directions. You see, Brayden, this is a trick of the enemy. He wants us to stay busy and confused and stressed out. That way we keep our eyes off of the important things like God, family, and friends, and taking care of ourselves like our own health. I just want you to remember to always let God have control of your life. Let God lead you and guide you. You may think that this shows weakness to give up control, but Braden, it takes a strong, wise man to walk by faith and let God show you the way. Put him first in your life. Keep your focus on him and not all that life tries to throw at you to cause you to become strangled by the stress of it all. Let Jesus take control and you walk in his ways and you will be blessed with strength, joy, and peace. I am also very proud of you. Your team played a great ball game. You all had to play the whole game because many were out. You all played hard and worked together as a team. You were ahead at the beginning. Then the other team pulled ahead. Um, Now at that point, your team could have given up, complained about being tired, and let the other team crush you. But you didn't. Your team played hard and you came back to win it. I am so proud of you. And it's not just for winning. I think I told you guys I'm a little competitive, so I was proud that they won. But not just for winning, but for working hard and never giving up. For playing together as a team and not focusing on how tired you were or that the other team was ahead. But you focused on the goal. That is what Christ wants us to do in life. I love you. Love, Mommy. So... I have a lot on my mind and on my heart that I kind of want to share with you. So the song running through my head, actually a funny choice of words, the song running through my head is Runaway Train by Soul Asylum. And I just keep thinking, runaway train, never look back, wrong way on a one-way track. Um, Do you ever just feel like running away, (laughs) just tagging out, just either taking a break or just, you know, you just want to escape, I think of Dory when she's reading the word escape, escape. I just want to escape. I want to get out and just run. Um, And, you know, I do. We feel like that with that rope, like everything is just seems to be going wrong at once and everything's just pulling on you and, you know, just tightening around you. And, you know, like I wrote to Brayden, we've got to let go of control. We've got to let go of the rope and give it all to God. You know, get our, our gaze transfixed on Jesus' face. Get our eyes on him and let go. I have a very hard time with that. I actually literally want to go get a tattoo um, of a snowflake on my wrist. Um, I've been talking about it. I just want to figure out exactly what I want um, of a snowflake because, you know, funny, just thinking of Elsa and thinking of the song, Let It Go. And so it will, you know, just be that reminder of I've got to let go you know, and let God, I've got to give him control so that I can walk in his promises of joy and of peace and of strength. You know, the Bible says if we set our mind on Christ, you know, we have that peace. Um, you know, we seek him, everything else will fall into place. There's so many promises I could say here, get in the word and, and speak them. You know, I just did my last podcast on scripture, you know, speak those scriptures and those promises. 
um, and let go of everything else. And I know it's hard. I know so many of us, I've said this before, we're having a hard time right now. So much going on. But right now, just let it go and trust in God. And I also love in there that I wrote about, you know, how his team worked together to win that game. And this has also been on my heart as well. Um, just confidence and, you know, just we'll just say teamwork for this, you know, the sake of what I just read. Number one, being confident in ourselves. And two, I've just been thinking about how we need to work together as a team in this time, these tough times. We need to encourage and uplift and build each other up and not tear each other down. Um, Because I know as someone who has struggled my entire life with insecurity, like battle it big time, um, And I just see it in so many other beautiful people that I know. And it breaks my heart to see it in them. It breaks my heart to know that I understand and empathize with their struggles because I do it. Um, And I think that's where a lot of our turmoil tends to come from is out of places of insecurity. I know I also talked about in another podcast, a place of distrust, not trusting in God enough and his promises. But I also feel like our insecurities, you know, play a big role in our turmoil because we spend so much time doubting who we are and who we're made to be, you know, doubting that we really serve a God who loves us the way we are because he made us the way we are and You know, I left church last night and of course it was another one of those messages where I felt like he must have, you know, been listening in on all my thoughts and everything I've been saying and feeling because everything he said just lined up with any, everything I needed. Um, And it was a really good message. And one of the things he talked about was, you know, God knitted us together. He knitted our strengths together, but he also knitted our weaknesses. He... I mean, we don't think about that. We just think it's all our fault or all our mess up, our hot mess express self and everything, you know, we're doing wrong. But God knitted us together the way he wanted us. And we've, so I came home and I was, you know, trying to write in my journal. But again, my thoughts were just everywhere. So the only thing I knew I could write um, was Jesus loves me, this I know. And when I got to the word know, I made sure it was in bold. You know, I I really focused on that word, this I know. Jesus loves me, this I know. And then I started thinking again of the song, I just talked about it recently, Build My Life um, by House Fires. And, you know, the song says, I will build my life upon your love It is a firm foundation. I spoke about this before. If I truly know Jesus loves me in every part of me, yes, he wants me to grow. Yes, he wants me to spend time with him and become more like him and continue to grow. But I've got to allow myself to grow in that grace and accept the grace and accept the love. Know that he loves me and have that firm foundation so that I can walk in confidence. And so when 
you know, a lot of the struggles in life are happening, I can face them and battle them from a place of confidence of knowing that I am a child of God, that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made so that I can handle the things that I need to handle so that I can walk in peace and strength to get through them and not constantly, you know, put words of doubt and negativity and darkness and speak, speaking words of death over my life and, you know, speaking, I can't do this or I'm not enough or I can't handle this. Um, I've got to speak in confidence in a place of knowing that I am loved. Sorry, I had to pause. Brayden was trying to um, get up with me about he is working on getting the registration for a new car. And, you know, he needed me for a minute. And that just goes into what I was, you know, saying is we need each other. We need to be there for each other. We need to make strong connections and build each other up and be there for each other and encourage each other. And they actually were talking about that last night at church as well. Just, um you know, making those connections. And so we, we've got to, if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. We say that in my class a lot when we're doing math problems, you know, a little vanilla ice. And if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. We need to solve the problem of this, you know, this virus of insecurity that is just destroying lives. And I just see it all around me and these deeply rooted insecurities. And we need to, like I said, get our gaze transfixed on Jesus' face, on our Father's face, and see the love and know that he loves us. And then we also need to turn around and reach out and build others up and let them know Jesus loves them. We are children of God. You know, look at someone you know right now and love them and, and that you love and remind them that Jesus loves them and that they are a child of God and they were fearfully and wonderfully made. Look in the mirror. Tell yourself you are a child of God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we need to just be there for each other. As I said in that letter to Brayden, they worked together as a team. Yes, they were tired. You know, they were playing the whole game um, and didn't have a break, but they worked together and they were successful in that. We can be so much more successful if we work together and build each other up, not tear each other down or tear ourselves down. That is my hardest thing. I love, you know, encouraging others, but I spend, you know, I get countless amount of time and hours tearing myself down with my words. I was just doing it last night in church and I like to talk. We've, we've figured that out. I like to talk and I was reading this book, you know, about personalities, you know, one time at Barnes and Nobles and I was sitting there reading it and I was trying to figure out what my personality is. And I kept thinking, Hmm, that might not be me. I don't know. Maybe this one's me. And, I got to one, and it was a while ago, so I honestly can't remember the names of all the different ones, but I got to the one that it says, your mouth enters the room before you do. 
I'm like, whoop, there it is. That's me. (laughs) And it talked about how you often leave places, you know, thinking of everything you said and how stupid it was. And I'm like, all the time. And I just did it again last night at church. You know, I was talking to a few different people and I immediately started like putting myself down. Like, why did I say that? That was stupid. These people probably think I'm so dumb or so ridiculous or just such a mess that they don't want to be around me. And I do it all the time. And like I said, when I see it in other people, it just breaks my heart and I just want to love on them and, and just, you know, encourage them and uplift them. But I've got to do it for myself as well. And that's what I love when he got on stage and said, you know, pastor said he knitted together our strengths and he knitted together our weaknesses for him and for his glory. He created us the way we are for a reason. And of course, I just wanted to, you know, ball right there in church. Um, Because like I also said, I'm a big talker and a big emotional person, a big crier. And I often put myself down for all that. I'm constantly putting myself down for who I am. And that's kind of part of the reason I want to run away too. the runaway song like I was talking about is because I just, I think, I think everybody looks at me and sees nothing but the flaws, you know, and it's not true. And it's not true in my daddy's eyes. When Jesus looks at me, he doesn't always only see the flaws. When he looks at me, he sees what he created. And he sees why he created me the way I was. He sees that bigger picture. He sees that end goal. He knows why he gave me the strengths and weaknesses that he gave me. For a purpose, for his glory. And I need to stop putting down everything that he planned out everything that he put together and I need to walk in the confidence of who my daddy made me to be who my creator made him made me to be and like I said turn around and build each other up as well friends if you have this problem if you do this as well my you know I empathize with you And we need to solve this problem. Let's do this together. Let's get with our, you know, our friends and our co-workers and our families and build each other up. Encourage each other today. Remind each other of who we are. Who created us. And that Jesus loves us. This we know. I hope you have a wonderful day today. Know that you are loved. Know that you are surrounded by the shield of love of Jesus. That he is your strength. He is your shield. You know, Psalms 28, 7 says that. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts and with my song I give thanks to him. Put a song of thanks in your heart today. Be thankful for who you are. The beautiful, amazing person that you are. Be thankful for that today. Thank your Jesus for what he's done in your life. For who he created you to be. And go forth in confidence. 
in yourself and instill confidence in others today. So I mentioned how I wanted to get the snowflake tattoo for the reminder to let it go and let go of control and let God, you know, just handle it. And I also want to get it for two other reasons. Snowflakes, you know, represent a season. And, you know, yes, we may be going through these tough times and these tough seasons, but that snowflake, I wanted it to remind me that seasons will pass. They will not last forever. You know, the the Israelites didn't wander around in, in the wilderness forever. They did get to the promised land. And, you know, God's got you in this season, you know, this time when you feel like that rope is tightening and everything's just, you know, crushing down on you and pulling you in every different direction, this season will pass and God's got you in this season. And even though I don't like the snow and the cold, you know, I do actually think snow is beautiful. I mentioned that in another podcast and I do think snowflakes are beautiful. And so we've also got to learn in the season to see what God's doing, to see his power, to see the beautiful things that are either in that season right then, or that you know and trust that God will bring beautiful things out of that season that you're in. And lastly, because snowflakes are all uniquely made and created just like you, you are wonderfully made. You are created by a God who loves you abundantly. He created you for a purpose Stop comparing yourself to all the other snowflakes because you are beautiful. You are fabulous. You are amazing. Your gifts and your talents and your weaknesses all work together for something that's just unique and special. And God loves you. Jesus loves you. This I know. I know he loves you. Live in that confidence today and encourage others.